ish. There it is. We are live. Welcome to a special edition, Veterans Day edition, ladies and gentlemen, all of you insurance pros out there. Let's dive into another quick episode. But before we do, just a reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe and drop a review and help other like-minded insurance agents find value from our awesome guests as we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'd love to have you on the show as well. So if you want to be a guest on the show, go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest and schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow me on all social media at Insurance Bro Show. So here we go. We're super excited and super honored to have yet another awesome guest on the show. We always say that the riches are in the niches, and today's guest is proving that <laughs> proving that day in and day out. Having spent over 15 years focused on understanding and teaching flood insurance to agents and consumers alike, today's guest is an absolute master. Literally, he has a master's degree in emergency management with a focus in hazard and flood mitigation. Our guest has used his formal education along with his practical knowledge as an insurance agent to provide free flood insurance information to anyone who wants it. In 2019, he created 365 flood insurance videos in 365 days, 150 flood blogs in 150 days, and 100 flood podcasts in 100 days. Holy crap. Not to mention this year, he's worked towards creating a thousand new content pieces all around flood education. What more can I say? I'm so excited to learn from this guy. Joining us today is the flood insurance guru. Welcome to the show, Chris Green. Thank you for having me. The Insurance Pro Show is a podcast for agents who want to grow their agency and be titans of the insurance industry. Learn from a panel of experts who share their agency struggles, their experiences with the nation's best carriers, and share the marketing secrets that successful insurance agents are using today. Now, here's your host, the Insurance Pro, James Sias. All right, Chris, man, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for uh, hopping on here with us today. We're really excited to learn from you. Uh, so tell me a little bit about how you got started in insurance just before the show started. You said it was kind of an accident. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I got into insurance back in uh, 2009. Yeah, I completed my master's degree in emergency management with a focus on flood and hazard mitigation back in 07. Mm -hmm. uh, but I really didn't really start using that degree for about 10 years. But I got into insurance with Liberty Mutual. My goal was, hey, I'm going to stay in here for six months. I'm going to go work for the National Catastrophe Team because that's really what, what my passion was. Well, I went to work for Liberty, and I started this uh, Partners in Education program. I grew up with a severe learning disability. I wasn't even supposed to go to college, but I had two educators who stuck by my side. So when I got an insurance, I wanted to do something that gave back to them. So mm -hmm. I started this program with Liberty. Well, time came to apply for a position in National Catastrophe, but I was enjoying the sales side so much. I stayed in it. I ended up staying with uh, Liberty Mutual for about six years, met life for about a year and a half. And then I went independent in uh, 2015 and we shifted really strictly over the flood in 2019. Nice. And the way that you got into insurance, uh, I read a little bit about you. You started with something, I'm sorry, not insurance, but flood specifically. You started with something else and then you, you were inspired to get into flood because of well, I'll tell you that I actually bought a house in a flood zone uh, about 10 years ago. 
had a terrible experience with the realtor, the lender. They told me my rate was going to be $3,000 a year. Deal was going to fall two weeks before closing. Ended up that my rate was $350 a year. And the lender was shocked. The realtor was shocked. They're like, well, how did you do that? I said, well, there are certain laws that the National Flood Insurance Program allows or guidelines called built to compliance. Mm -hmm. I was able to prove that this house was built to compliance. And when I went to sell that house about two years later, I did a policy assumption on it. And I've done four of them since then where people are still locked into that preferred rate that I set up for them about 10 years ago. And so when I did all that, I was back in 2013 and I started my independent agency in 2015, Community First Agency. You know, the goal was really, you know, to recognize those educators and keep teaching and keep helping these schools. And I started floodinsuranceguru.com as a website, you know, back in 2017, more as a joke. I just wanted as a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. People started learning what our educational background was in. They're like, well, you know, really, you really do know your stuff. And then in 2018, I did a 30-day video challenge after taking a course with Nicholas Ayers called Major League Video. It's like, you know, I want to see how 30 days of consistent video can impact our business. It had a huge impact. I was like, you know, what if we take an entire year and we do this just on flood? Most people don't know anything about. They run Mm -hmm. from, there's just confusion. And so we did that. And somehow over that course of a year, we built a national brand using that video, then getting in the blog and getting in the podcast. Before we knew it, we really didn't have time for the PNC side, but we really didn't have a passion for it. What I had a passion for was the flood insurance. And then from flood insurance, I created the flood education department that taught CE courses to realtors and lenders across the country. As we were doing flood insurance, like, you know, I really wish I could get this removed from a flood zone or I really wish someone could show me how to minimize my risk. And so we use I used my master's degree to create a consulting company that does that as well. And so everyone else might be getting a flood quote. But instead, what we teach them to do is how premium matches risk. You know, let us help you build a flood risk analysis. Let us put a plan together that protects you long term in your pocket and protects your property long term. And so it just, you know, the snowball and just all kind of developed. And now we're about to go into 2021 and we'll be hiring a couple of flood education specialists here where we all we do. That is amazing. I mean, seriously, we, we say the riches are in the niches, but you guys are seriously oh. niching all the way down. Um, and it's it's all flood insurance all the time. You guys really don't focus on much of anything else. No, we actually don't. We actually send it away to other referral partners we have because we handle a lot of flood insurance. For mm-hmm. our, most of our business comes from other insurance agents across the country. And what we show them is like, hey, let us show you how a $50 flood policy could cost you $2,000 revenue in your agency because the amount of time you spent on it. You know, I just talked to a guy today who spent five days on a deal that fell apart because he didn't know what questions to ask or the carrier had an issue with capacity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what could have I done? There's really not much he could have done unless you really get deep into the stuff. And it looks like we had the issue resolved for him in about 30 minutes. That's incredible. And you guys are nationwide, right? So this flood insurance is, is everywhere. I know that, you know, we're over here in California and flood isn't really something that's on our radar. We're, we're more concerned with wildfires. We're more concerned with earthquakes, right? Even though that doesn't happen very often. What do I need to be worried about flood for here in California? The big, actually, that's where we're spending a lot of our education time right now in California. California has this massive flood exposure that's just lurking and it's going to hit people very hard in the next six months to a year as a result of the wildfires. So when all these wildfires happen, they took away all the vegetation. Mm-hmm. When it rains, 90% of water is soaked up by that soil on that ground when it's a natural setting. When you have something like cement, 
it's only like 10%. But when you take away all that vegetation, there's nothing to slow that water from coming down that hill very quickly. Right. There are mud flows and mudslides. Now, mud flows are something that's covered by flood insurance, but mudslides are not. And so you could start to see maybe some big flood map changes, but you also could start to see some big floods in California happening as a result of this. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that a lot of people in California, homeowners and, and even insurance agents, we're not necessarily thinking about those things, uh, you know, but we, we absolutely should be. So I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. And I definitely would recommend people listening. If you're in the state of California, if you haven't already talked to your insureds, start that conversation, talk to Chris about uh, making sure that they're fully covered. You, your basis is all about educating insurance agents and educating uh the insureds the people that are actually buying the policies um it's it's amazing what you guys are doing that you only focus on flood insurance what is some of the strategies that you guys are using to get in front of more agents so that they can i'm assuming that you're getting a lot of your business from agents referring you that business because we don't i I wouldn't know what to do i wouldn't know what questions to ask so i would definitely want to send that over to you well, none of that, but think about this. Probably what's one of the biggest challenges of why insurance agents don't refer business to other insurance agents? They're afraid, hey, you're going to take my business. Right. Well, what if it's physically impossible for someone to take your business because they don't even offer it? How easy of a relationship does it make it now? Mm-hmm. What if we could build a referral link that sits on your team's desktop and all they do is they submit it, comes in, we start working on it, we get it back to them. But what if you submit it to a customer? And then there's a video that comes up and we can redirect that customer to leave your agency a review. So what if we're generating reviews nice. for customer? Your customer's getting thank you letters in the mail with your information on there and you're not even doing anything. You're just partnering with someone who can help you on the flood. Like I tell agents every day, our job is to make you look like a rock star. That might be saving someone money on flood insurance. That might be showing them a flood risk analysis. That might be getting their flood zone changed. But at the end of the day, our job is to help you build a lifetime relationship with that customer. That's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about the risk, uh, the flood risk analysis? How is that different from just the reports that are run when I do a a quote through NFIP? So when you do a quote through NFIP, you're getting a flood map that very well could be two, three, four, five years out of date. Mm -hmm. You you might have this imaginary line that goes down says, hey, here's a high risk flood zone. Here's a low risk. Well, what stops the water from coming across? Well, what if we could show you rainfall patterns? What if we could show you historical data about floods that have happened in that area? You know, some of the different elevations of the land compared to the base flood elevation and start putting all these things together and help you truly understand, yeah, you're in a flood zone A, but what exactly does that mean? You're in a flood zone X. Does that mean I'm, I'm not going to flood at all? No, look at Harvey. 80% of the victims were in the flood zone X, yet they flooded. Why? Because of land development over the last 20 years. As you develop that land, the water's got to have somewhere to go. So putting all that together into a flood risk analysis, when people go to buy a property, all of a sudden they've got buying power because they've got the right information in their hands. That's amazing. I love that. It's it's reports that and, and this analysis that people really just don't give a lot of thought to in a very general sense. Like I'm saying, you know, I, I know that it's not my expertise, right? I can write a auto and home policy and all these things. And I can talk with people about that all the time. But when it comes to flood, there's so much that I don't know, even to sell flood insurance, we're supposed to get, you know, a minimum of one hour or four hours of CE. I forget exactly what it is. But you guys are going so much more in depth. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how 
your training system got got developed like what are you what are some of the things that you guys teach to agents uh you know when it comes to questions that they should be asking so one of the big things is agents are like hey can you handle this small case for me like i tell them hey we don't want to handle a small case for you we actually want to help you keep that in your agency we want to help you write that we're here to help you with the complicated stuff so that's where the videos on youtube mm. youtube came from our uh, vidyard video library that we're building on our website on knowledge-based articles hey what do all these flood zones mean when do i need an elevation certificate recently one of the big things was policy assumptions a lot of agents kept saying hey you can't do a policy assumption because they didn't know how to do it. So I literally did a video on our YouTube channel where I actually do a policy assumption right there, fill the paperwork out so people know how to do it. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What What is the policy assumption? It sounds like somebody just kind of transfers the policy from one person to the next. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Um, a lot of times the people don't realize is if the coverage is off a little bit, what's the process? What do I have to do with FEMA? If it's a secondary residence and it's transferring to a primary residence, Good news, your rate's probably going down $225 because of surcharges. So a lot, most people don't know how to look for those things. Or is a policy assumption really my best option? We had a client where a policy assumption was going to be $2,900, but a private flood insurance option was going to be about $800. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I'd, I'll take the $800 all day. What's this? David Denny says, what is Chris's number one tip for insurance agents? Everyone's in a flood zone. Everyone's in a flood zone. That's the number one tip. That's the number one tip. I have seen so many agents get sued because, for example, in Oklahoma, they said, no, you're not in a flood zone. You don't need flood insurance. And then they lost everything because of a flood. Mm. You might be in a low-risk flood zone. You might be in a high-risk flood zone, but you're in some kind of flood zone. Some kind of flood zone somewhere. It, that's why, you know, that, that's what I keep saying is that we're so uneducated uh, because I think, like you're saying, that a lot of agents are more afraid of it. You know, they they don't necessarily cross sell it because of the lack of education, but you're making that available. Where can people find that? Uh, where can people find the education? Where can, where can people find you, find the videos? You can go to our YouTube channel, um, Flood Insurance Guru. That's where I'm doing a thousand flood education videos in a thousand days right now. You can also check out our Facebook page, Flood Insurance Guru. Even find me on LinkedIn. Uh, not only do we have those videos going, uh, we, I've actually got a podcast that I do every day. It's about five minutes long, and it just answers one simple question. Like yesterday's, I think, was, can your home insurance company require flood insurance? And then normally I'll write a local blog on that podcast, and then I usually put a video that's connected to the podcast as well, and I do that every day, three pieces of content. Nice. That will get you to that thousand in a year. That's amazing. Uh, what what kinds of fair, uh, of carriers are you working with? Are you working mostly with the NFIP? Do you or do you strictly work with the private uh, flood flood carriers? Now we do a lot with NFIP. We do a lot with private carriers, and we actually have helped some private carriers build their flood product because of our educational background. Nice. So we're looking at different data and different analytics. You know, weather patterns, water tables, things like this. You know, we can use these different factors to help them build it. Like I'm helping some build a unique program right now on loss of use. I'm helping another one build a unique program on apartment buildings and hotels about having the right coverage in there because that's one of the struggles on a lot of these Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans is, hey, I've got to have 30% loss of use, but I can't find it anywhere. But what if there's a policy that's all that it focused on was the loss of use? Makes perfect sense. And I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, not only are you running uh, your agency that's only doing the uh the flood insurance but you're also consulting uh oh did i lose uh, 
I just oh, think here for a second. So is there an insurance group that combines grilling and insurance? And you got a wink on that one from David, by the way. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of a hidden group. Now, there's a group called Broker Smokers that I'm in that I actually talk a lot about my day-to-day flood stuff as I'm cooking. Oh, nice. <laughs> Broker smokers. I love it. Uh, where was I going though? I was asking you, um, oh, I was going to say like, like not only do you, do you run your agency where all you do is, is sell flood insurance, but you're actually consulting carriers and helping them to create programs around, uh, around, around flood insurance. What are some of the major lessons that you've learned? What are some of the big, like, oh, okay, this happened and this is what we changed in our business to implement that and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Well, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of the stuff on private side is agency bill. Man, if you've never done agency bill stuff, it is a beast in itself. When you basically have to manually handle all the billing for these customers, these carriers aren't billing the mortgage companies. You're billing them. You're getting payment. I've had to hire someone just to focus on that. And if you've never done that, the last year has been a big learning curve on that and understanding it. So when the rules and renewals came up, we had the automations built out because I've spent about three to five years doing automation. I'm super deep into uh, HubSpot. I mean, there's really mm-hmm. nothing I don't automate. I'm building APIs and all this stuff. But doing all that, you know, when I implement someone in there, we've got the right system where we can kind of plug and play with them and make it where their job's pretty low stress. Like I've got someone who's coming on board and they're coming from an environment that's very high stress sales and pick up phone, beat these people down. I said, look, I don't need you to do that. I need you to smile. I need you to sound happy on the phone because when these people come to us or come to us, they've gotten to us through all the education and we've used that to become the authority. So that Mm -hmm. it's just keep educating them and we can get the deals closed. No problem. That's easy. Yeah, for sure. I just sold a guy a flood policy. Another insurance agent just before we got on this call that filmed me on YouTube when he was trying to get an explanation of what a certain flood zone meant. Um, David's asking, what are some crazy automations you've built out for your agency? What has your experience been with using virtual assistants? Uh, on the automation, I've built over 240 referral links for all of our referral partners across the country. And I have unique videos in there that talks about working with that agency and their potential customer, redirecting them to leave those reviews and things. And I've even built a portal that I'm finishing up where agents can log in and see where their customers at in the process of being quoted, finalizing everything, you know, what documents they need. Awesome. Uh, we built the same thing out for uh, customers as well. That's that's good. One less thing. God, I, that's that's amazing. I, I, I'm curious uh, to find out what kinds of programs and what kinds of system. You, I, you said that you're using HubSpot a lot. Is that the same program that you're using to give customers a view of where their deal is in, in the sales cycle? Yep. We all use it as part of ticketing. Wow. So a customer call, maybe a customer submits a, uh, a request online. For example, we're using video on that now. So someone goes, hey, I need to make a policy change. Well, now we're using video to, I call it the yellow brick road. Hey, I need to make a change to my policy. Great. Here are three options below in this video on the policy change. Pick one. Let us know what we need to do. And it takes them down a different funnel. And as we're working on it, they can see where their ticket is at in the process. If it's been complete, uh, documents to go with the ticket, they can download those directly because they're getting logins from us. That's amazing. And this is all through HubSpot? I built it all through HubSpot with some of the you know, apps they have, some extensions and things like that. This is so cool. Uh, I'm big into automations as well. Uh, I'm using PipeDrive, uh, which is a CRM. And 
I've been building out all of my automations for uh, just simple stuff like uh, renewals and new business submissions. And, you know, uh, I use them to kind of direct my team. So like you're saying, no matter if it's somebody who's been there for a year, five years or whatever, or somebody brand new to the team, as soon as the uh, deal gets submitted into that CRM, those automations start doing what what they're supposed to be doing and the instructions are right there. It's very low stress, like you mentioned. So, uh, but the if, fact that you, you can't do relationships with automation, I said, look, I use automation to enhance the relationship. Yes. To replace it. Uh, for example, I put a post on Facebook last week. Hey, do you prefer waffles or do you prefer pancakes? And all mm -hmm. these started commenting, but now we have that information in our CRM that they prefer waffles or pancakes. So what if we want to send a box to them? Now we know what they like based on the data. And then they look at us like, wow, you actually listen to me. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. It's the trick is to use that information, right? So uh, speaking uh, of those types of marketing as well, if someone comes to my website, they're getting a different experience in Alabama than they are in California. We're providing oh. a different content based on where they're coming on their IP address. That's amazing. That's incredible. And did you learn all of all of this stuff yourself? Did you like go to YouTube University and learn how to do all of this, all of these things, or did you hire somebody out? No, I've spent thousands of dollars over the last five years. I started with PipeDrive back in 2015, and Infusionsoft mm -hmm. was an Infusionsoft for a couple of years. I was an Entreport for a couple of years, and what I did is I wasted more time and more money than anybody will tell you. My buddy David Carruthers over at Killing Commercial tells me that all the time the amount of money I've put in there. But coming out of that, what I've done is gotten this really good understanding for business process. So what I'm able to do is help a lot of other small business owners, help them understand that process. Things like Harvest App. Hey, you want to make $200 an hour? Well, we need to track things so we know what you're doing that's $10 an hour. Then you right. can do three things, either automate it, delegate it, or outsource it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. If it can be measured, it can be improved. That's when, one of the things that I always say. Um, so, one of the things that we were just talking about was, you know, uh, some of these some of these tips that you're using to generate those leads. What are some marketing tips that you would give to insurance agents? What are your best marketing tips? My best marketing tip is listen to your customers. They are giving you your content. There's a book by Marcus Sheridan that I basically built our whole strategy off of called They Ask You Answer. So a customer calls into your agents. Keep a Google sheet for your whole team. Customer calls and has a question. Put it on that Google sheet. At the end of the week, sit down with your team and go through those questions. Decide maybe what you want to do a video on, what you want to write a blog on. But you can see how many times those questions are being asked. You know, someone can, on your team can update it on one side. You can update it on another. And all of a sudden, you've got all these content ideas based on what your customers are already asking. So why not give them the answers they're asking for? That makes all the sense in the world. I mean, they don't care what type of content I'm putting out if it has nothing to do with them. But if they're actually asking the questions and I'm putting out content based around what they're asking, that makes all the sense in the world. So uh, you guys have been doing uh, this, the flood insurance guru. How long has, has the flood insurance guru or your agency been focused strictly on uh, flood insurance? And where do you see yourself going? We are getting to the end of our second year, full second year of doing it now. I mean, this nice. past year is when we really fully pulled out of PNC, which dealing with COVID and pulling out PNC, I mean, it's, it's a gamble right there. You don't know what yeah. COVID hits. But thankfully, during COVID, we actually grew. And the reason was, you know, 18 months before that, we spent all that time doing that content. People were sitting at home consuming that content, reaching out to us. Hey, I didn't know this. I actually have time to look at this right now. And so that's what I was telling you. It's called Evergreen. 
you know, pay attention, focus on those things. Because just because you put a piece of content out right now doesn't mean someone's going to consume it right now. It doesn't mean it's going to answer someone's question. But it's going to be there when they do. My average customer comes to me on a piece of content I wrote six to 12 months ago. You're, you're, I'm sorry, say that again. Your average customer comes to you? Based of a piece of content that I wrote six to 12 months oh, ago. Oh, really? <gasps> so they they saw the content six to 12 months ago, and that's when they start. I mean, do they follow? Do you do you track like? Like I created it six to 12 months ago, but they may have just had the, the question yesterday. So they gotcha. searched for it. But we had it out there, and that's when they—they're <laughs> going to have that question. But if you are the question, but if you put that answer out there, it's there when they need it. Yeah, and that's the great thing about you know having that content out on YouTube and out everywhere else that you have it is when somebody goes to ask that specific question, you've already created it, and you're creating just a ton, a ton of content. Three hundred sixty-five uh, pieces of content. What was it? Three hundred sixty-five. Uh, Five days of flood education videos last year, and then it was 150 days of blogging and 100 days of podcast. And it's amazing. Said, this year, the goal was a thousand pieces of content. We'll be right at that. Next year, uh, the goal is 2,000 pieces of content. Holy crap! And are you doing all of this content? Do you have a team helping you with this? I'm doing. I do all the content. I do three pieces a day right now. But I normally also, when COVID's not going on, I actually travel the country shooting all these flood education videos. So anytime there's a flood map change across the U.S. I get a list and I decide what part of the country we're going to travel to address those issues. Or, you know, for example, Jackson, Mississippi had a lot of flooding issues this year with dams breaking, pipes busting and that stuff. So that's an area we spent some time in. I was out in San Diego in January. I was in Myrtle Beach in the summer. I was up in um, I was in Texas about a month and a half ago and I drove 600 miles in 48 hours. I flew Still in from, Texas. Yep, I flew from Austin, <laughs> Lake Travis. I went down to Wimberley to shoot on the five-year flood anniversary that took the lives of about 13 people. Then it was on to San Antonio, Corpus Christi, over the Galveston, over the Houston, and then I flew back to Atlanta. And I did all that. Try to make the world a better place. And I shot all of our content for East Texas. Now I'll go back every three months to Texas because we have a big consulting project mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. where we're removing a bunch of properties from uh, high-risk flood zones. Yeah, and they, I mean, obviously East Texas is one of those areas that gets hit all the time. Uh, this year has been crazy for hurricanes. Has How have things been for you guys this year with, with the massive number of hurricanes? Well, I've had 29 moratoriums this year. 29 moratoriums. Yeah. Sheesh. So, uh, we've had probably close to 50 to 60 closings get delayed across the country because of moratoriums. Mm -hmm. Now, the Sounds important right. thing, not all carriers put in moratoriums. So a lot of people are like, well, how do you get policies done when others can't during moratoriums? I said, because we have, you know, because of our relationship with certain carriers, they may only have moratoriums on certain conditions. And we can go to them and we can basically kind of argue with them and show them the proof, hey, someone's not just trying to buy this, protect themselves against a hurricane. Now, they're actually closing on a house in two weeks. Here's the proof to show it. Just like on properties that have uh, flooded more than twice and no other carrier wants to touch them, but somehow we get a policy done. Because we can put together a flood mitigation plan, work with a homeowner, get the risk mitigated, go to the carrier and show them the plan that's been put in place, that we've both agreed to it, that things are going to be done. And all of a sudden, the risk changes. And they're like, well, you got me a $700 quote. I was told it was going to be $15,000. That is incredible. Give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. <laughs> that's just 
that's just awesome. Like the fact that you can go to bat and use everything that you that you teach uh, to to go to bat for your customers to make sure that they can close on their homes and you know get things done when when other people can't. Man, this is amazing. I have learned. I do more videos on things I don't get paid on. So when uh, flood claims are happening across the country, I actually do a series of disaster assistance videos in those areas. I've done it 20 times this year. And what I do is I just simply walk people through who don't have insurance, how to apply for disaster assistance. Should I take out this small business loan or shouldn't I? What are going to be the long-term impacts on my property when I go to sell it? You know, what things do I need to look for? You know, is there a presidential disaster declaration and all these different things like that? And, Honestly, that has gotten us a lot of business because no one else is willing to do it. But the whole reason why we do it is because no one knows what to do after a flood and they didn't have flood insurance and they've lost everything. Yeah. Resources yeah. are out there for me. The flood insurance guru. Now we know. <laughs> Those are the resources that are out there. I can't get my agent on the phone or maybe my agent can't answer the questions or they re keep redirecting me to FEMA, but they come to us and we can answer those questions for them because what people don't realize it's unlike a home insurance claim that may stay on your property three to five years. A flood insurance claim stays on the property for the lifetime of the property. Wow. So if you if you have a couple flood claims, it could stop you from ever selling that house. And that's it's a cash buyer because you're on a repetitive loss list. So, you know, we work with a lot of property owners. Hey, call us. Let's put together a mitigation plan. Let's partner with some restoration companies and really see what the budget would be there comparing to filing the claim. Now let's look at the impacts. Year two, year three, year four. And then let's decide if you should file a flood claim or not. It's worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> that's that's great. Wow. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like it's, it, I'm just, I'm blown away by how much. Uh, first of all, how much I don't know, and how much you guys do. Uh, I really appreciate all the education that you provided so far. Um, two last things that I want to ask. First of all, you mentioned one book uh, by Mark. Uh, Sheridan. Mark Sheridan. It was They Talk, You Listen. They uh, they asked, you answer. They, Marcus did is Marcus had a, a pool company in 09 that almost went out of business, but he learned inbound marketing, writing blogs, answers customers' questions. He recently sold that portion of the flood company of the pool company for millions, but he built this massive inbound marketing company now that really travels around the world teaching people inbound marketing. That's awesome. What are what are some other books, uh, podcasts, or mentors that you've worked with that you know uh, that could really help take an agent to the next step, to the next level? Um, Nicholas Ayers is probably one of my biggest mentors. Um, that's where the whole video journey started. His course made you look video. We were one of his first students. Um, and so, you know, what people see what we've done with video, they're like, how'd you do it? I said, well, it's Nick. He said, oh, you mean ads? I was like, no. I mean, it's about the psychology he teaches you with people, what people are thinking. Just, I was having a coaching call with him today about the way people think when we're talking about climate change and flood insurance. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy the way he thinks. And I still have a coaching call with him every week as part of his course that I took three years ago. Nice. Uh, another big one is David Carruthers with um, Killing Commercial. He's taught me how to go from catching minnows to catching whales. Him and Jason Cass both with Agency Intelligence. Uh, Jason Cass does probably more for the insurance industry than probably anybody out there without getting paid. I mean, the resources. He has a podcast called Agency Intelligence, uh, but he's a huge advocate for the insurance industry. Another one for me has also been Ryan Hanley. Ryan Hanley was the original 100 videos in 100 days about 10 years ago, and nobody touched it for 10 years. And then a guy named Mike Crowley came around. 
with a, he runs an insurance agency up in New York and he did a hundred videos in a hundred days about the same time we started. And we just kept it going at the, all the way up to the 365. So some of those, those are some of the mentors. I so said, David Denning, I'm in a mastermind group with him. That's really helped me a lot. Um, it's helped me track some things a little bit better and just keeping everything in front of me and focusing on everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Bunch of great names. I, David, I, we, we got a chance to meet on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Really awesome guy. Uh, looking forward to re-listening to this and looking up some of those folks that you mentioned. Uh, for everybody who's watching, for everybody that's listening, could you tell us one more time, how can we get in touch with you if we want to learn from you, if we want to work with you, send you some of the uh, insurance business that we're afraid of writing? How can we get in touch with you? If you've got questions, uh, my friend's list is usually maxed out on Facebook at about 5,000. But if you want to send me a message, I'm um, just go on Facebook and find me Chris Green. It's green with an E. Um, you can also go to my Facebook uh, business page. Send me a message there. You can give me a call on my cell phone, 205-440-7910. I mean, I'll probably talk to 15, 20 agents a day just kind of answering questions for them in certain situations they have. You can go to our website, floodinsuranceguru.com, and reach out to us on our Contact Us page. Um, or our YouTube, if you want to comment on there, I have some agents that comment on there. Hey, what do I do in this situation? I watched this video. So that make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you really want to get the most up-to-date videos on this information so that it stays up in front of you for the notifications. Awesome. Chris, seriously, I have learned so much already. Looking forward to uh, reading a lot more. There's uh, that mastermind group there, the Closers Click. Uh, David talked about that on the show. Um Really looking forward to to reading, uh, reading, watching, listening. Uh, did you say you did a, a podcast for 100 days? What was the name of your podcast? Uh, the name of the podcast, I have it going. I just uploaded episode 272 today. Nice. And what was the name? It's just Flood Guru or Flood Insurance Guru, I think is actually what it's under. There you go. So and another all, way to... Minutes or less. The whole point is just to, to answer a question real quick. Because it, realtors and lenders and agents are always on the run. So we did a, mm -hmm. just an audio version of, hey, I got a question on this, but I don't have time to watch a video. That's perfect. That's perfect. There's so much information uh, and you've made it so much more accessible and just learning some of these tricks, some of these, you know, ways to go to bat for our customers is, is going to make a huge difference. And uh, I hope that agents listening out there will all take advantage of it. Take, uh, you know, there, there's so much information that you're putting out there. I really appreciate everything that you're doing, man. Thanks. Remember, crap happens to buy flood insurance. There you go. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents, thank you all so much for tuning in today. Really appreciate every single one of you. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is that you're listening to us on. And if you want to be a guest, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest and uh, be on the show next. Got nothing else for y'all. Uh, as always, thank you all so much for listening. You have my heart. You rock my socks. Have a nice Have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Insurance Pro Show. James is the CEO of the Pipeline Team of San Diego and is always in the market for top talent. If you're an agent looking for a place to hang your license, visit www.pipelineinsurance.com backslash agent opportunities or send an email to newagent at pipelineinsurance.com. Look for James on all social